my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Uh, Welcome to Big Questions for God. This is the show where we respond to the difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. This week we dig into the Christian teaching concerning forgiveness. We're going to be asking, is Christian is the Christian teaching of forgiveness, is it reasonable? Uh, today, our specialist in the hot seat is Pastor Joseph Matichek. Joseph's the Executive Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Welcome to you, Joseph. It's great to be here, Gary. It's good to have you back again. I really appreciate the feedback that you're able to give us last week, and the uh, and all the things that you're able to share with us. You come with a wealth of experience. Well, I'm not quite sure about that, but I do enjoy sharing uh, what I have discovered from Scripture and uh, to spend the time with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, how are you enjoying the last of this autumn weather? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, at times it's been, been quite pleasant. It's been a bit changeable as well. So you make the most of it. When, when the sun is out, you, you make the most of that knowing that, uh, yeah, it's going to get cool fairly soon. It's certainly swinging between the extremes, it is. isn't it? You That's know, right. our, we can't work out at our home whether to have the winter dooner on or the summer dooner on. You yes. know, which way do we actually go? Yes, it, it is. It's changing. Joseph, do you get a chance to go out and do any exercise at all? I mean, coronavirus is a good time to everybody slows down, so you've got more opportunity to uh, do. You, do you do much exercise? I'm trying to, Gary. I'm trying to. Yeah, um, it, it's it's kind of become a bit of a thing to to find these exercise uh, plans or uh, programs that, that 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 you can you can log into. Um, I have to say, every member of my family has kind of got, got their own program. That, that they've doing. all got a different one. They've they? all got a different one. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I do try to do a little bit, um, get out when I can, um, and uh, yeah, just keep a bit fit, fit and active. Um, I actually have a hangboard above um, uh, one of the doors leading to the garage, and so I a what a hangboard. So it, what's it's, a, oh, what, what, it's, what is a hangboard? It, it's essentially um, a, a um, Type of grips for um, that rock climbers train on. So um, it's got different finger holes, and essentially I'm doing pull-ups on it. And yeah, goodness me, I am impressed, Joseph. <laughs> I, I really am. I mean, I'm I'm such a tall fellow that I can always go to the top with just putting my hand uh, my hand up. And uh, for those of you who uh, who aren't aware, Joseph is not as not not a tall man. I'm a tall man, and uh, it's a little bit a uh, little bit different. Got the long and the short of it here. And we have indeed. We have indeed. It's wonderful to have you uh, with us here, Joseph, today. Uh, before we start, uh, let's come to some music. This is Anthem Lights, Because He Lives, a beautiful song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow Because he lives, all fear is gone Because I know my Redeemer lives I know Creation 
to Faith FM Drive Time Big Questions for God with Pastor Gary Today I have with me Pastor Joseph Matichik He's our specialist Joseph's the Executive Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia And today we're asking one of the biggest, most practical questions Is the Christian teaching on forgiveness reasonable? But before we start today we had an ex- we sh- I want to share an exciting ministry that is commencing this Friday night. It's called Predictions of Hope Beyond Corona. Uh, yesterday, we had Pastor Gary Webster on our show. He was, he is going to be the series presenter. And I know some of our listeners would like a little bit more information. Uh, Joseph, can you possibly, you're the secretary of the church here in, in South Australia, so you're one of those people who knows pretty much everything that's going on around the place. Even when the rest of us don't, you know what's actually happening around the place. Can you tell us a little bit more about this series? You know, what is actually happening on this, uh, uh, on this series, Predictions of Hope Beyond Corona? Starting this Friday evening, Gary, uh, this this will be a series that will be streamed uh, online, mm-hmm. uh, presented uh, yeah, o- online um, across Australia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a, initially it will be a four-part series uh, looking at this, this idea of um, – well, as the topic is called, predictions of hope beyond Corona. Okay. Um, yep. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Gary Webster is is the presenter, the key presenter, uh, along with a gentleman by the name of Robbie Bergen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they will be they will be leading out in this uh, online seminar series. So this um, is four nights. This is Friday night this week, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. That's, that's correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct, right. Yeah. yeah. At seven p.m. 
That's Central Australian time. Central Standard Time. Some of our listeners are on the East Coast, so for them it's 7.30. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. What subjects? What are we actually dealing with each each night? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, this, this series, it's titled Predictions of Hope Beyond Corona. Uh, and it's looking at, you know, where are we going and how will, how will this post-COVID-19 world, uh, develop? Uh, the, the speakers are going to be looking, uh, into global events that, that are going to challenge, uh, your perceptions about Earth's future and give you a hope for a world that's, that's beyond COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The topics that they're going to cover, Gary, uh, starting off on Friday night, mm-hmm. um, uh, there'll be a present, um, there are twin presentations each evening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Ancient Mysteries Reveal the Future. Okay. And then uh, backing onto that one will be uh, the next one, Beyond Reasonable Doubt, How to Know the Future. Okay. Uh, That's on Friday. Gary was actually, last night when we interviewed Gary, one of the things he said was the certainty with the past gives us confidence for the future. That's right. And to me, as as he shared on that last night, I was really impressed at the, uh, at the documentation that he is actually providing. And uh, so that that will no doubt be uh, expounded upon on, yes. on Friday night and, yes. and, and shared more about. Uh, so that's Friday. Uh, then Saturday, uh, the topics health, wellness and corona. Okay. So very, very topical. Um, the subtitle there is Egypt and the Future. Now, that's intriguing. I'll be interested to see how they actually tie those two <laughs> subjects together because, to me, I don't, don't think they're a, they're a natural blend, no. but I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit intrigued. I guess they're, they're going back to ancient Egypt uh-huh. uh, and, then, and then to the future. Uh, and then uh, building on that theme about the future, uh, the, the, um, the, the second topic on Saturday is the last empire, back to the future. Okay. Uh, so that's Saturday evening. Then on Sunday... Jerusalem Countdown, Psychic Certainty. Um, so uh, that will be an interesting one, as well as the, the one that follows it, Pandemic Pandemonium, Global Economic Meltdown. Again, that's a very, very uh, current and that's uh, really topical, isn't it? Because there are, I'm conscious of so many people are actually asking that particular question, where is our world actually going now? And I, I really appreciate the way Gary is actually dealing with this particular subject because uh, this idea of looking at the uh, looking at the past and what Scripture has said in the past that has been fulfilled in the present and then saying, okay, what are we actually saying about the uh, the present, and what does it what does the scripture say about the present, and where does it take us into the future? That's right. That's exactly right. Um, because the the fourth evening the, the, uh, will be on Monday, May eleven, and the topics there are global warnings. How near is the end? Mm. Uh, followed by horizons of hope today, tomorrow, and you. Okay, okay. This, this promises, I believe, Joseph, to be an incredibly powerful series. And I, I just, and, and now it starts Central Australian time, seven, seven o'clock. This, this on, Friday evening. This Friday evening, seven thirty over there on the, uh, on the East Coast. Correct. And, and, and so it'll be online. And Gary, here's, here's what our listeners need to jot down. It'll be, they, they need to jot down this website, hopechannel.com forward slash 
predictions of hope. That's one word. I'll say that again. Yep. So it's uh, in your search engines uh, online. Type in hope channel. One word. Hope channel dot com forward slash predictions of hope. All one word. Okay, that's that's really important because that's where we can actually download it from, as I as I understand it. Th- yes, it, 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 that's where this uh, seminar will be will be broadcast on mm-hmm. uh, uh, at, at at that at that website uh, starting this Friday, the eighth of May, as you said, seven p.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, and then or, or seven seven p.m. Central Standard Time or Australian Eastern Standard Time, it'll be seven thirty p.m. Okay, all right, Joseph. Before we move on, I've just got to ask you about this. Uh, do you think that there's so much that's happening in our world at the present time? I'm just just a fearful that possibly there's a sort of uh, numbing. To the reality of the momentous changes to the issue, because I'm conscious that even in Australia this year, I mean, we've had so much take place, and goodness me, it's only the beginning of May. Is there a bit of numbing there, you know, where we're starting to get used to all of this? Uh, What's your thinking? Yeah, I agree, Gary. Certainly, with the fact that uh, it seems we're starting to. Uh, emerge out of COVID. There's just been the last little while, just the first little bit of talk of possible restrictions being eased. And so I sense already that there's a kind of a sense, oh, well, you know, people are thinking we kind of got through this and we're sort of going okay. So, yeah, there is this element of being a bit desensitised. You know, you've touched on this. We've actually had a series of disasters or or crises. Mm. I mean, before this coronavirus, there were the bushfires Mm. that devastated Mm. huge amounts of Australia. Mm. Uh, We've had the droughts then uh, that that, that were around. And, you know, it's kind of been one thing after another. But we, you know, we've got through them. And there can be a sense of, well, that's okay. We, we, we managed to get through it. Um, and so, yeah, maybe a little bit of yeah, yeah. being desensitized. Yeah, he, here's another obstacle. He, here's another uh, crisis that, that's upon us. But, yeah, people. But this is where the scriptures really come in, isn't it? Because what the scriptures do is give us direction and they give us hope. They sort of, uh, you know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future, but you know, one of the things that I'm conscious that the scriptures do is give us the end game. That's right. And you know, so often if I, if I know what the end game is, I might know exactly how things are going to, going to, to, to come together, but knowing the end game is so valuable for living my life in the here and the now. Because these events that we're seeing, uh, yeah, Scripture has actually foretold these. We, we can see them. And so they're actually kind of like um, uh, markers. They're kind of like signposts, indicators yeah. to us, Gary, that these things will occur. Uh, they, they, will, they will probably escalate yeah. as we do approach the end. And so these, are, these have been foretold, these yeah. things that are, that yeah. are taking place. And, and in a sense, it actually is is setting the scene for for a real global showdown, if I can put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good way of putting and it, actually, Joseph. Just before yes. the end and and Christ returns and sets up his kingdom. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, I think that's powerful. Uh, Joseph, just give us that website one more time. If our listeners want to plug in on Friday night, that website is again... It is hopechannel.com forward slash predictions of hope. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Joseph. We're going to come to our subject of the day in just a moment. But until then, let's... Uh so, Gary, I should just, if we can throw in very quickly, uh, just encourage people to to, to log in, into that uh, series and... And to let others know, you know, I'm going to be registering for it myself, and I'll be sharing that link with my friends uh, on my through my Facebook and uh, and th- through other means. This is totally online. There's no absolutely totally online. Yep. Fantastic. Okay, let's enjoy some music. This is Mark Miller. My faith has found a resting place. faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1800 Faith FM. That's 1800 324 843.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big questions for God with Pastor Gary. Today I have with me uh, Pastor Joseph Matichik, our specialist in this field. Joseph is Executive Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Today, this week we're asking, is the Christian teaching on forgiveness, is it reasonable? Uh, today we're asking that question, what part does repentance play in forgiveness? It was about uh, 20 years ago I stumbled along with an, an article. It was in the Reader's Digest of the, of the day, and the article was entitled, When Forgiveness is a Sin. It sort of bounced out at me as a, as a pastor, as a minister of religion. It was something that really appealed to my, to my thinking. This is, uh, this is what the article said. Uh, the bodies of the three teenage girls shot dead in December by a fellow student at an American high school were not yet cold before some of their schoolmates hung up a sign announcing, We forgive you, Mike. They were referring to Mike Carnell, the 14-year-old killer. This automatic forgiveness is not surprising. Many Christians, the article says, have adopted the idea that they should forgive everyone who commits evil against anyone, no matter how great and cruel, and whether or not the evildoer repents. The number of examples, the article argues, is almost as large as the number of heinous crimes. In August last year, for instance, an American church minister announced that it was the duty of all Christians to forgive Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma uh, city bomber who at that time had murdered 168 people. Can each of you look at a picture of Timothy McVeigh and forgive him? The Reverend John Miller asked. I have, and I invite you to do the same. The writer of the article then goes on to, to, to say this, Though I am Jewish, I believe that a vibrant Christianity is essential if society's moral decline is to be reversed. And despite theological differences, Christianity and Judaism have served as the, bread, the bedrock of modern civilization. I am appalled and frightened by this feel-good doctrine of automatic forgiveness. This doctrine advances the amoral notion that no matter how much you hurt others, your fellow citizens will forgive you. It destroys Christianity's central moral tenet about forgiveness. Even by God, a forgiveness requires repentance, and it can be given only by the one that has been sinned against. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him, reads Luke seventeen three to 4 And if seven times in a day he sins against you and seven times he turns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. These days, one often hears it that it's the Christian's duty to forgive, just as Jesus forgave those who crucified him. Of course Jesus asked God to forgive those, the article continues, who crucified him. But Jesus never asked God to forgive those who had crucified thousands of other innocent people. Presumably, he recognized that no one has the right to forgive evil that's been done to others. You and I have no right, says the, argue, says the 
article, religious or moral to forgive McVeigh or Carnell, only those that sinned against that he sinned against have that right. If we automatically forgive no matter what we do, why repent? In fact, if we forgive everyone for all the evil they do, God and his forgiveness are unnecessary. We have substituted ourselves for God. When I read that article, something bounced out at me. It's not often I'd actually read theology in the Reader's Digest. But as I read that particular article, it actually started to make a fair bit of sense. Now, now, Joseph, tell me, how do you feel about that article? And, and does repentance a play? What part does repentance play in forgiveness? Is, is it part of the equation? I mean, this is a complex one because the, uh, the society's definition of forgiveness does seem to have moved. What's your thinking? The article is a really interesting one, Gary, and uh, it, it, it raises questions that, that tend to get raised at times when, when some heinous crime does occur. And you know, there it refers to, for example, the, the bombing of the Oklahoma, uh, in Oklahoma by Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Um, I recall around 9-11, uh, there was there was something raised about you know what our attitude should be towards uh, those uh, the, those individuals that hijacked the airplanes and flew them into the buildings and mm-hmm. and destroyed um, subsequently many many innocent lives and so yeah. uh, it, it's an interesting one uh, yeah it, it states there you know forgiveness requires repentance it, it asks the question if if we're automatically forgiven no matter what we do then why repent. Um, it's a good so question, isn't it? It is. It is. Now, um, it's a, it's a good question, and it's yeah, it's it's actually it's fairly deep. I yeah. mean, um, let, let, let me let me share from the outset this as a as a sort of a foundational point, and that is, God does forgive when we repent. That, that's that's yeah, a clear. Yeah clear teaching of scripture. Yeah. Uh, Gary, if I just share a couple of uh, clear statements of scripture, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, in Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 37 and 38, we read there um, uh, Peter's great sermon just at, at, at Pentecost, um, and he's preached about Christ, and the people have been moved, they've been touched, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, they've been touched, pricked in the heart, it says there. And that they ask the question to, to Peter and the rest of the apostles. This is Acts 2.37. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins or, mm. uh, or for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, so clearly it says there, repent and be baptized and you will be, you will be forgiven. So there is a linkage there that Peter puts between the two. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then in the very next chapter, actually, uh, similar words. Uh, in Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, it happens to be the apostle Peter speaking again here. And he says, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Mm-hmm. Again, you see that. 
the, 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 the two are linked together. That's exactly right. Uh, and then there is uh, one of the, the probably the most one of the clearest statements uh, that that's found in First John mm. chapter one verse nine, mm-hmm. where the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he, that is Jesus Christ, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's almost an if-then clause, isn't it, you know? Yeah. It's almost if you confess your sins, you could you could read into that text, I will be faithful and just and forgive you your sins. It's it, it, There seems to be a it's if then that, that seems to be happening. That's right. Yeah, and, and so it shows that there is there is there is clearly that that connection. God will forgive anyone who acknowledges their sin, uh, anyone who admits their condition, uh, or we could say anyone who who re- if you want to use the words repent, mm-hmm. confess. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what we have done, God will forgive. Mm. Mm. Uh, we have a, a a great example of that from the Old Testament King David, mm-hmm. uh, one of the very well known kings. This of is the a Old good Testament. one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, King David. Now we have uh, in 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 a fair bit of detail r- recorded there uh, his uh, his 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 adultery with with Bathsheba, mm. um, and uh, when King David was confronted. Uh, by the prophet Nathan about about what he had done, uh, we find King David's response, and it's in the book of in, it's in the Psalms. In the book of Psalms, there's there's actually a couple of uh, very relevant passages for this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gary. Um, Psalm uh, Psalm fifty one uh, from verse one. If I just read a few of these verses, uh, Psalms David David says here, "Have mercy upon me, O God." According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And Joseph, this this for our listeners who may not be aware, this one is actually so important. This uh, this psalm because it's actually written by David after he has sinned. That's right. with adultery with Bathsheba, and this yes. is his prayer of repentance. So, if anyone's wanting to look at a prayer of repentance, Psalm fifty-one is the one to look for. But Joseph, I'm breaking you in, into your what you're sharing. Yeah, that, that's that, that's excellent. That's exactly what it is. It, it's a prayer of repentance. Uh, yeah, Psalms, Psalms were, were prayers, songs. Uh, yeah, that, that's right, and that's what we find him saying here. Uh, Psalm fifty-one, verse one. He says, "Have mercy on me, O God, uh, according to your loving kindness." According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, he's saying to God. Mm. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. That's another word for sin. And uh, and cleanse me and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before you. Against you, he says to God, and you only have I sinned and done done this evil in thy sight. Uh, and, and it sort of goes on. So uh, what we find here is David is acknowledging what he has done and he's, he's seeking – now here's the interesting thing. He's seeking God's forgiveness, but when you read on in the psalm, Gary, he's not just asking for forgiveness. He's actually asking for cleansing. He asks for a new heart. Mm, uh, mm. Yeah, he, he's really uh, wanting uh, just a real, real full change. So um, the other one is Psalm 32. Which, again, David is writing here, Psalm 32. 
And now he states here in Psalm 32, verse 1, he says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Mm. I'll read that one, one again. Blessed is he whose transgression or whose sin is forgiven. Mm. Uh, whose sin, whose sin is covered, uh, and then a little bit further on. Uh, so he, he goes on and says, "Dan, uh, uh, when I kept in silence, uh, my bones whacked old." Um, he's talking about when he didn't acknowledge what he had done. Mm-hmm. But then in verse five, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave. The iniquity of my sin. There seems to be a link in Scripture between confession and forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, yeah. So God does forgive, Gary. God forgives uh, when when we repent, when we admit, when we acknowledge, and and, and not only that. No matter what we have done, mm. uh, God 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 will God will forgive. Uh, and that's that. I think it's encouraging for anyone, uh-huh. no matter uh-huh. who you are, no uh-huh. matter what you may have done. Uh-huh. Uh, God will forgive. Uh, that's good news. Yeah, that's yeah. good news. Yeah. Yeah. However, I want us to notice something else. Maybe if I ask it in, 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 in this way, does God forgive because we have come to him in repentance, because we have, you know, uh, you know sort of, we're coming to him and admitting it and humbling ourselves and almost kind of begging and, and, and really saying we're so sorry. Or is there something about God that leads us to repent? I think that that's a, that's a very insightful question because it's physically possible for this to become probably the most subtle form of works. In other words, God accepts me because of what I have done, and it can become the most subtle form of works. But there's something else that's happening behind the scenes, isn't there? That's right. Uh, one, of the, one of the grand statements of, uh, of certainly of the New Testament is in, it found in the book of Romans. Now, the book of Romans, Really, is probably the one of the most uh, extensive mm. treaties and, and uh, expositions, uh, Gary, on um, not only um, repentance and forgiveness, but the whole idea of of salvation, of how we are made right with God, mm. um, on sin and salvation. And in in chapter five, Romans chapter five, verse eight, the Bible says. Uh, says this, that God commends his love or God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's God's activity first. Yes. He has paid a an immeasurable price for our salvation, but where do we go from there? Yeah. And so uh, what we find from there is, is the other one that I want us to notice in Romans chapter 2. So, so bearing that, that in mind, what we've just seen there in Romans chapter 5, in Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, speaking specifically about repentance, Gary, is this statement. Uh, uh, it says there, um, do you not know that the goodness of God leads us to Repentance. It's tying them two together, isn't it? It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Mm, so, mm. It, Gary, the Bible is here is indicating to us that there that there is something about God, and that is uh, who He is, His nature, His character, mm, mm. His love, 
and and it's been demonstrated in Jesus, and in particular what Jesus did on the cross mm. in dying for our sins, mm. that actually will lead us to 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 repentance. Mm. Seeing how God has treated us, seeing what He's done for our sins, uh, will lead us to lead us to repentance. God's kindness leads us to repentance. In other words, it's the love of God shown in the death of Jesus on the cross where he died for all our sins before we even asked for forgiveness mm, mm, that leads us to repent. Mm, mm. And and in many ways, some would express that as being the Holy Spirit actually works on the mind of the individual even before they repent, calling them to come to yes. Jesus Christ. But there's a calling there that at some point, is there an expectation that the person will respond to that calling? Absolutely, and and a person's response. If well, let me put it this way: uh, the, the proof that they have that they've repented and that they've then accepted mm-hmm. uh, God's forgiveness and accepted Jesus' death, the payment for the sins. The proof of that. Will be that they that they will they will have an attitude of of true repentance, confession, admitting their their condition, and and in a sense just throwing themselves onto God and His mercy and love. So forgiveness is not just a simple matter of saying, "Hey, um, uh, I God, um, um, you you forgive you forgive me," without there being a a drawing by the person. Uh, a drawing by the, uh, of the Holy Spirit of the person to the throne of God. The person is uh, convicted of of what they have done, That's whatever right. it is, yep. um, and then there is a response by the individual, and the individual say, uh, just as David did, Lord, forgive me, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, the word repent, to repent, has, has been, uh, defined, and I think this is, this is a helpful way to understand it. To repent is to, to do a turnabout. A U-turn, essentially. In other okay. words, to change your, the direction in your life. And so, uh, yes, uh, the, the, yeah, the way that a person demonstrates that they are responding to that the wooing and the in the influence of the spirit as they as they look to God as they hear about the love of Jesus and see what he's done on the cross uh will result in a person having a turnaround in their life but see Gary it, it's 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 again the person capturing an idea a, a vision or you know, seeing really what who God is and seeing what Jesus has done for them mm-hmm. that's what motivates them and prompts them to do that mm. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, this uh, the, the you know the, the article sort of yeah. If I can just uh, share a couple of uh, other fascinating uh, passages, Jesus Jesus told the story on one occasion when he was with a a, a man called Simon. He was a Pharisee. It was it was a, a, at a meal. It's, this man Simon put on this meal and wanted to invite Jesus as a special guest. Now there was a sort of a shocking intrusion that happened. There was this woman who turned up, and she she began to anoint Jesus' feet uh, mm. with, with her hair. Simon was was quite a, aghast. Yeah, he was, you know. And we find this in Luke chapter seven. Uh, Jesus uh, then responds to to Simon uh, with with a story about a, um, a, 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 a t- these two people who owed uh, two amounts of money. Um, 
uh, one a small amount, the other one a large amount, and Jesus then asks them, uh, and both of them get forgiven um, that, that that debt. It was cancelled. Um, and Jesus asks him, and we read this in Luke chapter 7, um, tell me which of you, which of them will love him the most? And the answer is the one who is forgiven the most. Mm. And then Jesus makes this, this statement here in, in verse 47. Uh, he says, Wherefore I say unto you, referring to this woman, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. Now, Gary, uh, I guess the, the, a better rendering of that is the idea of this, of this, that this woman's sins were forgiven, therefore mm. she loved much. Mm. Mm, uh, mm. The other example I would mention is the parable of the prodigal son. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's a the father went running down the road after the after the prodigal son, uh, wanting to bring him home. That's right. That's mm. right. So, yeah, gr- well-known story that the, that the son you know, squanders what he was given from his father. He, he decides he's going to head back home, and he, he he's preparing a speech, Gary. He's preparing mm. a speech to give yeah. to his father. Yeah, powerful. And uh, now you can kind of think, okay, well, there you go. There's an example. He's the, the boy is is preparing to repent. He's going to fess up to 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 his to his father. Uh, so it seems to indicate. Uh, just quite uh, straightforward. Uh, the, the the son has to repent. He has to um, uh, confess, and then you know, th- then the father may accept him. But no, the father runs out to meet him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in that in that culture, it was beneath the dignity of men to run. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and the father embraces the son, mm-hmm. and he interrupts his speech, mm-hmm. his confession speech. Mm-hmm. It's it's demonstrating to us that he's accepted him even before he fully repents. Well, it's the it's the man's desire, isn't it? it? That's that's there. You know, he, there is a desire in the heart of the son to come home, and his only desire is actually to repent. And the father, before the son can even get the words out of his mouth, it puts his arms around him. What a beautiful picture that we've actually got there. Exactly. Um, and yet there seems to be something here. The son has returned home. That's right. That's right. To me, yeah. that's a significant act that has actually occurred. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a there's a cu- couple of statements if I can share. Uh, first one, Gary, is from a, a book called Steps to Christ. This is a beautiful book. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. book. And, yeah, yeah. and I think if anyone out there is listening would like to get a copy of this book, I'm sure they can contact us and we can we can. Yeah, get it. yeah, um, yeah. It, it makes it makes this point. It says that uh, many people err by this thinking that they cannot come to Christ unless they first repent. And that repentance repairs for the forgiveness of their sins. Then he goes on to say, it is true that repentance does precede forgiveness in the sense that that's that wooing of the spirit. Mm -hmm. But must the sinner wait until he is repented before he can come to Jesus? Mm. The Bible does not teach that the sinner must repent before he can come to Christ. Mm. That's found on page 22 Mm. in that that great little book. Very powerful. In another book, Christ's Object Lessons, uh, commenting actually about uh, the Mm. parable of the prodigal son, it says, We do not repent in order that God may love us, but he reveals to us his love in order that we may repent. Yeah, yeah. So God has acted. When, yes. the, when the Father has acted, there's something that happens in the heart of the believer to come to the throne of God and simply say, Lord, I'm sorry. That's right. And, you know, as David did, have mercy on me, a sinner. There, there seems to be a link between the two, but sometimes, well... 
putting our action before the action of God is actually a mistake. Yeah, yeah, well said. Joseph, let's come to some music. I love this particular song by B.J. Thomas. It's Thank You, Lord. It's a song of, of praise. fm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM That's 1-800-324-843 Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Questions for God with Pastor Gary. Today I have with me Pastor Joseph Matacek. Uh, Joseph's the Executive Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia and today we've been talking about the question is the Christian teaching of forgiveness reasonable and today particularly we've been honing in on that question what part does repentance play in forgiveness Joseph our time is starting to get away from us please bring it all together for us you know tell us just finish off what you were saying but why is the biblical teaching of forgiveness so important in our contemporary world forgiveness is so important gary because uh for this reason that the bible clearly teaches 
that God does not treat us as we deserve to be treated. Yeah, uh, and and that 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 really comes to the the heart of uh, what we call the good news of the gospel. This yeah. this whole idea yeah. that uh, God doesn't treat humans as as we deserve to be treated. You know, yeah. Clearly, we 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 deserve to to be punished and to die for our sins. Uh, but in Jesus, he, he dies uh, d- dies in our place. The cross shows us that Jesus offers forgiveness to all mm. who are willing to 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 accept that. Yeah. Uh, now, we when we when we understand that, we are actually called to treat others as Christ has treated us, mm-hmm. uh, and this is where it, it has it re- begins to have a significant impact on on our world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reminded of the statement of the Apostle Paul, Ephesians chapter four mm-hmm. and verse thirty two, uh, where Paul says, "Be kind to one another." Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Okay, okay. You know, so Gary, what it's saying to us is, we who have experienced God's forgiveness mm. through the cross of Christ, yeah, are to pass that on to others, mm. extending forgiveness to those who don't deserve it is one of the most powerful things I would suggest that Christianity Christianity can offer our contemporary world. Mm-hmm. Let me give an example. My surname gives away my heritage. Uh, my parents are from the former Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. That That is a part of the world that has tragically been torn uh, by civil wars, animosity, mm-hmm. uh, killings, um, over many, many years, mm. uh, in particular where Serbians and Croatians mm. um, have had a long history of, of hatred and conflict, mm. can we say. Uh, more recent times has been the civil war that, that followed the, the fall of communism mm. uh, that led to the breakup of, the, of Yugoslavia um, and the civil war of the 1990s. Uh, and, uh, that, that was actually fueled by, by memories that people had uh, of of animosity and, and and atrocities and hatred that was perpetrated back a generation or two earlier mm. as part of the Second World War, mm. and uh, which which did occur sadly, and the Second World War uh, hatred between them was because of what uh, had preceded in previous generations, mm. and so what you find is there is this cycle, Gary. There's mm. this cycle of revenge. Mm. Um, What's the only way to break that cycle? Mm. Forgiveness. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our world today needs to see that there is something that is more powerful than hate, that, 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 that can break this, this cycle. And it's only found in, in when we see how God's treated us as to how we, we are then to be able to treat our fellow human beings. That is a really powerful teaching of the scriptures, isn't it? You know, that is a that is a world changing statement that you have just uh, that have you've just made. You know, would that we maybe each of us learnt how to forgive as Jesus has forgiven us? Yep. But it's interesting; it's actually not possible to forgive unless you actually have the Spirit of God. 
actually living within you. Yes. And that seems to occur when a person accepts Jesus Christ. That's right. So the, the, the linkages are just so subtle and yet so important. Yes. And there's so much misunderstanding of this particular teaching in the world in which we live today. Mm. Yeah. Joseph, I'm just wondering, we, we, we do need to... Need, we do need to finish. I'm just wondering if you'd like to pray, because I, I'm just wondering, possibly there might be people out there who are saying, hey, look, you know, I'm struggling with stuff that, you know, I've done, you know, mm. years ago. Mm. Maybe, you know, there are people who have got things against me, things that I need to forgive. How Would you pray for those people and maybe, you know, the uh, for the spirit to convict them as he sees fit at this particular point in time. Yeah, happy, yeah. happy to thanks, do the Thanks, carry. Joseph. Let, let's pray together. Dear God, we come to you now uh, mindful of who we are as humans and yet uh, reminded again of you and your great love uh, towards us. We just are humbled and moved to think of the way that uh, you have treated uh, humans as demonstrated through your son Jesus Christ who came down to this world who became one of us and was willing to die on a cross for each and every person no matter who they are no matter what they have done and even no matter what their response may be mm. uh, Lord uh, that that really just um, moves us and, and humbles us incredibly and Lord I want to pray particularly for any, everybody listening to this program today uh, we have all got things that we have done that uh, our past that embarrasses us or, or, or whatever else. There may be things that, that worry us, that plague us, that we think that we can never get over or that can never be, never be dealt with. But we have discovered today that no matter who we are or what we have done, that you are ultimately the one that can forgive us, that you can cleanse us, that you can give, it, you, that you can give us a new heart. I pray for everyone who's listening who may be uh, grappling with this, that you will comfort them and assure them of your forgiveness and your love. Thank you for this great news and help us as we accept your forgiveness that we in turn will forgive one another is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Joseph, it it does look like our, our time is up for today. I just want to say thank you for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Joseph Matichik in the Drive Time Show Tomorrow we're going to continue our discussion with Helen Gray. We're going to ask, is reconciliation always possible? Is forgiveness sometimes part of a process? Really look forward to join, joining you, with you tomorrow. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's John 14, verse 27. May God richly bless you this evening. Please enjoy Anthem Lights, the Crown Medley. All hail the power of Jesus' name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the Yeah.
for the throne of God above. I have a strong and 